too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we. That wasn't a great pod, was it? You want to run it back? Or the RBC Canadian Open, which is just a couple hours south of me here. I'm in northern Ontario, so the Canadian Open is very close by. We've had some weather this week early on. It's going to be wet-ish. Should be a beautiful finish. The course, amazing. St. George's. The field looks pretty good. Some players leaving for the live tour in real time. But who cares? Let them go. Let them go. Uh, My daughter was in here just a second ago, so I'm a little late getting to the podcast. So sorry, Ryan and Josh. I'm going to be a little late getting to you. But the same daughter, same 11-year-old, who I overheard this week when she was making herself a bagel and a toaster say to herself this is a great fucking toaster (laughs) which I could not have been more proud of I will accept that language when you're talking about appliances ice makers, toasters, fridges dishwashers, ovens grills, that's fine it deserves that, recognition of great appliances deserves that sort of language I don't raise my girls to be dainty at all No way. Not in this world. No daddy's little girl BS. These these two already know how to play blackjack. Period. So, uh, Golflandia 217. Here we are. Here we are. And what's the biggest topic this week is the live tour. The live thing. Everyone's afraid of the live tour. And I said it last week. I said competition is good for the tour. Which it is. It's good for everything. Here's the problem with about a week of analysis of what's of this PR launch, this trillion dollar enterprise with endless budgets and time. And then they launch like this. What do restaurant owners say? You restaurant owners will know this because you're restaurant owners. But they say your opening night makes your entire enterprise. You have a bad opening night in a restaurant, forget it. Forget it. And this launch for them, the Live Tour, so far could not have gotten worse. It feels dark. It feels murderous. It feels empty. It feels DJ on the range alone. It feels Graham McDowell getting questioned by media who was dragged out for asking questions when Ari Fleischer's your, well, your, your, your sort of your PR lead. 
stumbling over very serious questions, trying to claim Taylor Gooch, Kevin Na, that the shotgun starts are what drew them to the tour. A team structure, a team structure with a, with a clip art logos, which was already pre-orchestrated in terms of the teams being assembled, so the draft is fake. It's a hog mole's nightmare. Do you remember that? Remember that Bitcoin fractional ownership fake NFT football razzmatazz? The hog mole's. This is worse. And then, 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 their signature player, their hero, the money man, Phil, beloved Phil, beloved All-American Phil to come save the tour, is being mocked mercilessly. Day one. So much so that a Wikipedia page for what midlife crisis is now features his photo. Tweeted by no laying up. It's bad. That's horrendous. Not to mention that, I mean, player people are getting free tickets to go. Sure, they'll go. But here's why. Everyone is now, and then this is this is in the PGA Tour's benefit. Every one of these players is being cast as a villain. All of them. That's the set. That's the casting. That's the central casting here. Not to mention all the players who've left so far are, are, are some of the least liked players on tour. Right or wrong. Gooch, Poulter, Sergio. So right now it feels very USA, the PGA Tour, versus Russia, 1980s. A clear delineation between good and evil. And that's really, really bad setup for the, for the public relations of the live tour. But this launch has gone that badly. And sometimes you can't walk yourself back from it. Believe me, I know, being in this business. The casting here is, the movie script here is, you are trying to hurt a tour that is beloved. So many people in this country have memories of different events with this beloved PGA Tour. And it's less and less about the players and more about the events. Mine is like a Tiger Woods, for instance. But he ain't going, by the way. So you're, you're, if, if this had any legs to it and Tiger was offered a billion dollars, you not think he'd be going? He said no. So, you're, so now the script is you're trying to hurt a beloved tour that all of us have indelible memories with and history of and your central your central leader here is a bond villain in Greg Norman and he's trying to take that from me i mean is he a likable character no does anyone have anything nice to say about him no but that's the script and then internally this bond villain is going to try to build a culture When he's already calling, telling Jack Nicholas, beloved character, to shut his mouth, calling Rory brainwashed, he's going to try to build a culture of a winning tour to compete with the PGA Tour and all its legacy? 
You can't do that in 2022, especially when your staff and your employees are richer than you. Plus, all these players of villain, I mean, Greg, Greg McDowell, Ian Poulter, DJ, Phil, Phil, instantly, beloved Phil, All-American Phil, up there on the stage on that stupid backdrop with his logo, is now instantly a villain. Crisis mode. Bryson's going to go next. Villain. You can't cast a movie with all villains. It doesn't work. Who's the hero? The calculus from these players, in my opinion, I could be wrong, the calculus from these players was that, and their, their, their heads are so far up their ass, a lot of them, was that people went to these events. They went to Riviera. Kevin Na. They went to the Riviera to see me. Wrong. They came to see the PGA theme park. And you were just one of the players in the goofy costumes. But they came to see there's an aura with the tour. That's the history they have. All the events, all the memories you have from them, that's what they carry. And really, you know, you don't... Outside of a few players that you re- probably really can't give up, Scheffler, Rory at this point, uh, Justin Thomas, Rom, Tiger. If Tiger left, it'd be a huge problem. But they aren't. They aren't leaving. So what do you got? Anyone care about what Kevin Na's doing week to week? I guess he thought so. Huge reality check. Huge reality check. No one really cares about you. At all. No DFS enterprise. Um, so what is the what, what gap is the live tour trying to fill here? That none of the thousand tours on earth for so many years have been able to figure out. Louder? Is that what it is? It needed more sound? That's 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 what that's what they figured out, and that's very fan dependent too. Your your tour is going to be louder. Fire endings. Otherwise, you have to pipe in sound and energy because you can't create it without fans feeling that way. So it's very fan dependent. You leave your fans their free tickets for as long as you can do that for to cheer really hard for these candy cane teams. And Kevin Na, that's what you're telling me. That's the energy you're going to try to create out of this. That's all it took is being louder. Golf only louder. Golf supercharged. Does anyone, is that what, I don't know. I mean, that's the question. I think the answer is probably no. But that's what they, that's what they believe. All it took. Just need to be louder. And let's, let's get guys like Kevin Na to do that. They have all the money in the world, no doubt. They can outspend the PGA Tour, no doubt, likely. Until probably NBC Universal, CBS, and Disney, with all the money they invest on future TV rights, get involved. But there's a huge gap between all that money and execution. PGA Tour struggles because it takes so many human bodies and volunteers and logistics week to week to pull off an event. I've seen it firsthand. It's tough. These guys work so hard on the ground. 
to sell sponsorships, to sell tickets, to get to get cars to 160 players, 160 Lexuses or Cadillacs week to week to get them to the players. You could have all the money in the world. You're not going to be Amazon tomorrow. You're not going to be the tour tomorrow. You think the live tours is going to pull this off? You can see, you can kind of see it already. Just reading body language, like what what am I a buyer of here as a player? What what am I into right now? And now, and now. The USA, at least through the, the major, some of the major players in content and just the entire feeling of what golf content is talking about right now, the USA is against you. And you are cast as villains. So your first tranche of players, all people, all players largely who no one liked anyway, that's your casting, and, and, it, and it, the appearance is that it's your mission to sink the PGA Tour. You're going to get people to rally to your side? The best PR the PGA Tour could do right now is stay on the side of neutrality and say nothing. The best thing a PGA player can do right now who's not going to go is to play the hero and really support the tour, like Rory. If Rory sticks to it, and says, I'm going to support this tour, there'll be bronze statues all over the country, maybe gold, statues all over the country of him. If the PGA Tour doesn't start banning things and play the villain, which Live Tour wants them to do, they want, they need this battle in order to stay relevant. PGA Tour needs to say nothing. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and sink yourself with your clown show, with your clown car tour. Don't let them leverage that. Ignore it. Remain heroic. Remain a victim. If the P- PG could remain, say they're a victim of this, they're trying to hurt us. They're trying to hurt you, the fan. <laughs> let it die. But for those of you who think the PGA Tour is going to fold in a few months, the NBA should be as worried about the Harlem Globetrotters than the PGA should be of this live tour, in my opinion. So let's just have fun at the Canadian Open, one of the oldest PGA tournaments on earth, at an impeccable course, the Royal St. George's, or the St. George's, with the players that care enough about the tour and what it's made for them and their own legacy, that they wouldn't sell out for more money. And I'm not disparaging those players for doing it, but don't be shocked, boys, when no one's going to root for you or when you come back to the USA and no one buys tickets or when you're at a major and everyone boos you. Don't, don't be shocked, pal. There's a very dark villainness to that tour. You can feel it. It's black. You can sense it. The players are uncomfortable already. It's different. It's different. So Wednesday night, we're going to do a spaces. We're going to talk about uh, the RBC Canadian. I, I plan to hopefully, cross my fingers, <clears throat> have a caddy from the tour event who's been there all week with his player, and he might join at 10 to talk about the course. 
and just have some insightful people, some good people in the space, uh, give their thoughts. The pricing's totally whacked, totally whacked with the, with the talent up top, and then you've got Chalk CT Pan at eight thousand. Plus, nothing really, you know, you can grab onto in the sixes. It's going to be a wild week, but big fun. Spaces is good. Ten p.m. tomorrow. Tune in. Tune in. That's Eastern time, by the way. Some of you clowns who I pay, I paywall some tweets, some really good tweets. I say, you cannot look at this past a certain time, 8 p.m. Last night I did one. You cannot look at this great tweet past 8 p.m. without paying me my subscription rate. And these West Coast Pacific, in quotes, time guys take advantage of that by being three hours behind. I operate forever. Mark this down in Eastern Standard Time. So 10 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time. 7 p.m. Pacific Time. And whatever time it is for you live to tour bozos. Let's talk to Ryan and Josh. Cash take you on the Cream, get the money. Tiger Woods, y'all. All right, boys. Let's hope, let's hope that Josh's sound doesn't break down, that his internet in Rhode Island stays alive. Right? I guess you say that's what happened, but uh, I think I'm being the scapegoat. I think there might have been some other technical failure from your cottage. I think it happened twice. Canada. So, uh, yeah, once as an accident, twice as user error. Yes. Yeah, but it which user? My fault. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Um, you don't, you're not happy about this week, Josh. Why? I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I'm just not that excited. Maybe it's because the week before the majors, I, I'm not that into it because I think the golfers aren't into it, which is wrong. And I don't know. It's been this nonstop chatter about the LIV tour. That's brutal. Uh, yeah. Um, did you see why it's called? It's called the LIV because it's a 54 holes. Yeah, Roman numerals. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's very four-dimensional four branding right there. Um, I don't want to talk with Live Tour because I just did a whole opener on it, and it, it's stupid. Um, but we're here for the PGA American Tour, not the Saudi as Tour. It, as long as it lasts, right? According to Twitter. Right. So we got, only got a couple more months. <laughs> I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to be a okay. Um, so let me ask you this. Well, is it a thing about Canada you don't like? Is that what it is? State your hate. state your piece with this tour, with Absolutely. this tournament this week. Hate Canada. There you go. You said it. <laughs> that, that sound bites going in the beginning. <laughs> I uh, um, I don't think the I, field's I, that bad. I mean, it's kind of good, no, right? It's a, good you hate bad. pricing, though. It's a good field. The pricing is a little wacky, which I I don't know. I don't know why I'm not into it, um, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Anything better than the live tour, so let's get into it. All right, so let's get into it, Ryan. So here's what I know. Now, we're going to do a spaces tomorrow at 10 p.m. Would love for both mm -hmm. of you to join. Um, we have potentially... Uh, one caddy from the Royal 
Bank of Canada, Canadian Open, going to join us to talk about the course. Uh, but who knows? But St. George's, as I said on Twitter, it looks like a beauty. Uh, it's an old course. It's in, it's just east of Toronto, sorry, west of Toronto. Um, but undulations, very tight, uh, false front greens. The, it's been raining for a couple of days and it's been cold. Uh, you're going to have probably a rough that's really thick, heavy bunkering. If you look back at 2010, who won? Carl Pedersen? Yeah. Is he good around the green? He's, uh, yeah, he had a good short game, good iron play. I mean, he wasn't really good at anything, but sure. <laughs> but Luke Donald was up there. I mean, Luke Donald, yeah. you know, he was almost a world one back in that era. But it seemed like most of the guys who were in the top of the field were good scramblers and good around the green. Correct. So what do you think, Ryan? I think that's accurate. Um, I would also, uh, I would consider this course tree-lined parklands, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it definitely fits that mold, but it seems like it, it's going to play a little bit tougher than maybe uh, people are assuming with the rough up. Um, obviously, the week before a U.S. Open, the tour usually does a pretty good job of making it a little bit more challenging. You know, uh, Scotty and JT and Rory don't, necessarily want a 20 under golf course like we saw what the byron nelson the week before the the, uh, pga so um yeah i'm I'm definitely leaning iron play i think short games can be very important um i don't really weigh bunker play that much but there's a heck of a lot of bunkers here and the greens are pretty small um so i'm i am going to look at that stat a little bit as well josh where are you starting this week in your models um, and, and by the way, I've completely adopted your version of chalk now in terms of range, price range, yeah. and who's the highest owner price range as chalk, yes. Yeah, but I mean, you saying that you adopt my version is like so you saying you now adopt that the earth goes around the sun. No, I'm going to I'm going to claim that I invented the earth going around the sun here shortly, and it would be my I'm version. I'm just saying that Ryan's version is just an incorrect version. It had no... <laughs> It had no; it was unsound and and flawed. So, right. I appreciate that you've come to my side, but it, you know it was the right side from the beginning. To okay. what I guess we should explain what that is. Go ahead, Ryan, and I have a debate over when he, he says someone's chalk. If I say oh, I don't want to play this guy, he's going to be chalky. Ryan will say, "Well, he's only ten percent." Like it's this, <laughs> like it's this, like there's just a set definition of chalk is X percent. And I always argue that it's relative to those around them. So for example, if you're playing a guy like Adam Svensson this week at 10%, well, he, even though 10% isn't that much, that's chalk. If Seifert and Poston and Mull, I mean, Snedeker are all going to be. You 1%. talk about this like you're not the one playing Adam Svensson here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I already said lock, lock him in 150, right? Um, no, I don't. But why are we talking about that? Well, it how, was an how, important how, definition. Way, yeah. how, how far do you go in a range is the, is the question everyone's asking, right? Um, you know, Svensson, how, Poston, <laughs> let that one slip by. Or you're going to go. Malnati or Malnati, how far do you go in a price range? What's your range after Svensson? Like, what's the orbit around him? You mean for up determining, to, like, comparing yes. him to the shot? I mean, yes, up and down to what? One, one or two. Okay, thousand? <laughs> no. Or people? <laughs> hundred. Hundred. Okay. 
<laughs> or people. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, okay. so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Very good. Very good. Okay. So, so here's the thing. So Ryan started this gambit about Tyrrell Hatton. And it's it, so every time I mention, and I'll only mention this in the podcast. That, that whenever I say on Twitter that all these people are talking about certain players, like if I say, oh, there's a lot of buzz about Tyrrell Hatton, I'm only ever referring to what Ryan Bariff is saying. <laughs> and his first, the first name out of his mouth this week is is always the one that I know is going to be the chalkiest. It's Tyrrell Hatton, right? So let's start in that range. If you think about a range, Hatton, Finau, Connors, Hadwin, Harold Varner, worst price of all time. Uh, yeah, Varner's the worst price of all time. Mm-hmm. The thing about Sorry. Hatton, I mean, Hatton has not been bad. He's been playing pretty well. Um, I do think he's probably one of the five or six best players in this field still. Um, and I don't think he's going to get the ownership he deserves just because he's around Fitz and Connors and Finau and Hadwin and there's Rory and Cam Smith. Like, there's a lot of guys in this range. So, uh, yeah, Hatton's the play. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, so, Slip? Um, no, not I'm not as I'm not a Hatton guy. This this whole range, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Fino chalk. Um, I really like Connors, but I expect him to be one of the highest owned. Especially, yeah. this is one of the few weeks where the nationality narrative like really comes into play mm-hmm. um, because there's so you know, when they play in Mexico, there is only a couple Mexicans on the tour. And when here there are enough good ones and Connors is a, a really good player. So I expect um, that, that, that he will be, I don't know, would he be one of the top three owned? He's got to be higher than Fitz. I would imagine in this range. Yes. So yeah, yes. I would say, yes, he's going to be in the top three high zone. Yeah. I mean, but then you also have had one nearby as well. And he's very highly touted and talked about. There's a ton of Canadians in this field. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Hadwin and Connors and then what Svensson probably being the three most popular, but I don't know what I'm, I mean, let's see. This is a tough range for me. Because I like a lot of them, but I don't really, I don't really like. If Finau is going to be a chalkier, I'm probably not that interested. Varner, I agree, is one of the worst prices you can imagine. <laughs> um, but it just feels this could be like it just feels like a tournament that Varner is going to show up at the top of the leaderboard it, at some point. It, the um, first, the first name I thought about before this tournament started was Harold Varner. I said that's probably a guy who could win here, and then. Yeah. And then 9.7 came out. I thought, well, that's maybe not. He's not going to win here. But then I saw that he's one of the best around the green games on tour. Sure. And, and you know, he's going to be probably single digits ownership. So he'll probably play. Yeah. You, you know, I always like the highest price, lowest owned guy, which just as a rule, I don't even not You don't have to tell me who it is. Just say, hey, the, the highest price, lowest owned guy. Do you want to play him? My answer is always yes. Yes. Yeah, but the highest so, price, lowest owned guy is usually someone like Rom or Scheffler. <laughs> it's not Harold Varner. Right. Yeah, that's – yeah. yeah the, the, the Fitz thing is, is bothersome because I was – he's terrible? He was, he's so bad. Um, 
and he's one of the he's the chalk that I ate a lot last week. And then you know, I always after the chalk burns, I like to go right back. I mean, what did he do but, last week? He lost eight strokes putting. Right, he was so but, good. But here's the is problem. he a flop like this week, boys? Well, of course. Here's the problem. No, because everyone is going to him. Yes, you think so? You know, yes. I, every article I read, it's him. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: he's really bad at putting on Ben. I know he's not a bad putter. This is his worst putting surface. So, is I mean, when you're going back to an expensive guy who just missed the cut and, and was chalked the, the week before, you'd like to see that you're getting some sort of discount. But I don't think we're getting a discount on on no. Fitz ownership this week. No. But he'll be lower than Connors, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, let's go. I know this. I'm I'm playing Fitz. I'm playing Connors because in my model they read it as two of the best. I will probably have a max one rule because that's just or or set it up that if there's both of them in the lineup, then it's just the the rest is all single digits because I do think those are going to be two of the higher own. But you know, my model is not showing much different than anyone else's, so I expect everyone's seeing kind of the same thing. I was just hoping to get a little bit of a discount, um, but I'd rather play. I think I'd rather play them than 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 Finau. I I uh, expect Connors to be top three owned, and then I expect people to also have uh, two two in that range. Either Connors Finau, Connors Hatton, uh, Fitz Finau, or had. I just don't think people could avoid two people in that in that number range, which leaves out sometimes in your builds of players above in the ten one and up range. Certainly two of them and one lineup, mm-hmm. which I was going to ask you, Slep, do you set a rule that you can have a max of one Scheffler, one Thomas, one Rory, one Cam, or one tenant above player? Uh, because I just I, don't I, think you can yeah. do two and have a good lineup this week, in my opinion. I don't normally, but I agree with you. This week, it is really tough. There is so little... Right. below six and even in the sevens. I mean, so you're going to have a, 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 I mean, if you want to do it in one of these massive, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you can, I don't think you can reasonably do it. Maybe you could do like a Rory Lowry, but I, I you can't, can't, I don't think you, you can. can't really yeah. can't because um, I think you need, I think you need one of the Connors, Finau, Hattons, Hadwins. I think they're going to be the, optimal um and then so and so ryan what because the because the now cameron smith has come up since but it was perplexing to me why cam smith was sub 10 percent because i think that he's my zalatoris this week i'm probably going to play him the heaviest but Mm -hmm. he's he the odd man out because of that you know demand on ownership in that 9k range and did Cam Smith burn people last week like Lowry? Because Lowry and Cam Smith seemed like low, seemed like big players. I mean, he burned people Sunday. He, he's still what he finished thirteenth, I think. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I, I I do think Cam is going to be the one who gets his ownership squeezed a little bit. Um, I think this is a good course for him. I think it's short enough totally. that he doesn't need to hit a lot of drivers. Um, it's not going to be as wild. You need to have a short game. I think it sets up really well for him. Um, I'm a little, I guess. I'm a little different in terms of how I think people are going to approach this. I think they are going to grab somebody up here. I think both Rory and probably Justin Thomas will push 20%. It's not a little bit higher. 
And I think a very popular build is going to start like Rory Connors, right? Or like Rory Fitz, because I think you can do it. Um, I think there's enough guys in the low sevens, upper sixes even, that people are kind of willing to play. And I think there's a lot of guys in the eights who are overpriced that people don't want to play. So I think it's going to be a pretty natural kind of 110K, 19K, bunch of 7K. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, um, I, I it seems like the plays in the sevens are really going to condense. I think I think we're going to get some higher ownership than we normally do on those mm-hmm. because you have to. You, well, you mean have to get there, but but there are some really. I mean, some of these names it's tough to to consider playing them for that price. So um, I don't like know. Who? I just I mean, like in the sevens, mm-hmm. um, Danny Willett, Matt Wallace. Uh, Danny Willett may be my top owned in the sevens. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll have to hear about that before, but you know, okay. D- Burmester and Denver. there's just, I mean, I, don't I know. liked Perez the most before he left. Um, yeah. I really and, liked Perez yeah. and Reed. <laughs> I like Perez and Reed a lot. Yes. Yeah. In fact, they I were had Adam Shank too for my play in the sixes. So that was fun. Uh-huh. I like Poston. I like Poston a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. we got to play the pasta man. Um, but so, so, I mean, he, Justin Rose, here's the other thing. I don't want to play Justin Rose, but I'm going to end up playing Justin Rose <laughs> because I just feel like this is sort of like a scrambling type around the green game type course that he can win. He hasn't been doing terribly this year, but, um, and I'm surprised Justin Rose is not on the live tour, right? Yeah. He will be. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will be. Ryan, you can yeah. play Justin Rose. Come on, talk to me. Um, I was, I was, you know, I probably had him behind Patrick Reed, so it's a little more interesting now. But I think, um, I think I would take one more chance with the guy right below him. Tigala. I think so. I bet him. I don't love this eighty-seven hundred price tag, but right. he's got a he's got a pretty good short game. He scores. I don't know. He was lights out ball striking last week, and I kind of just. I'd rather play the younger guys so, than an old ass guy. So remember uh, when I yeah. when I talked about Tagala last week and I said, what does he do, do well because I'm going to play him? And I think you said he does nothing well and he was <laughs> 6,500. And now he's 8,700 and you're going to play him. I yeah, I think he I, doesn't I do anything that well. He just had a really good week last week. Yeah. I'm out on Tagala. I'm out on Tagala. Too much. I, don't, I, I Looking at his, he just very rarely um, can string together multiple good events if you if you go back and look at it it's just you know he'll have a great event like he did last week with ball striking and then the next week he, it's it's terrible and i know ryan and i were talking and, and he likes to the, his last you know to look at the most recent ball striking but it was such an it was such an outlier performance for him that i what's more likely in him he's going to have another outlier performance or he's going to have a kind of he's going to regress on his ball striking uh so i would be, yeah i'm out on him i'll yeah, tell you it's I'll a bad t- price it's a bad price yes and i tell you what i tell you what everyone talks about the top two canadians being connors and hadwin i think Hughes is going to be the top canadian this week and i think i think this is a spot where Hughes could actually win um i think Hughes and price on that betting nice little price and I think Hughes and Brendan Todd are my favorite in this range. I never will understand 
CT Pan. I thought at that price, oh my God, he's going to be. Oh, there it goes. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Did you fall down the stairs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was so excited when you said Brendan Todd that I dropped my phone. Were uh, you serious? Because I love no, Brendan Todd. I, I, me too. No, he's one. He's my favorite play. Um, You're lying. You're trolling me. I am not. I, I, I couldn't even tell you his price in this field. Well, I and I agree with your second statement. The, uh, for the, this, when I we first saw the pricing and I was making fun of the pricing, I was saying CT Pan eighty one hundred. But everyone seems to think he's a value at that price. I don't. They always I mean, think he's a value every week. Wait, wait, a wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. Eighty two hundred dollar Brendan Todd. <laughs> That's it's why amazing. I couldn't find him. That's why I couldn't find him in the field. I was looking down at sixty eight hundred. No, he's amazing. No, I lo- I like it. Um, You're Ryan. My Ryan. goodness, boys. All right. Sand, sand saves. How about this? On a, uh, you know, he's going to be gaining fairways, obviously. Great at sand saves. Forms coming in. I'm in. Todd's my in my play, I guess. Did he win the sectional, Ryan? Did he make it or no? He did not make it to the U.S. Open, sadly. All right. I don't understand why. So you like Tikala because of what he did last week, but you don't like Todd, what he did at at, uh, Charles. No, No, that was two weeks ago. Okay. Statute of limitations on these. So th- this is this is my. Uh, what I think Matt introduced me to the term "honey hole." This is the area right here. One hundred percent, right here. Aaron Rye. Well, yeah. let, let Ryan talk about Hoygaard first. Which brother is this, and why is he good? Okay. Yeah, I would like to hear his take because I don't know if I'm playing him. Oh, this is a horrible course for him. Don't even consider it. Play why? Uh, play Brendan Todd. He's he's extremely wild. Like this guy drives at three hundred and thirty-five yards. He does not have a very good short game, and he can't putt. So. Hard pass. Is he the hotter brother or the less hot brother? Uh, He is the better of the two. Um, He's he's been playing okay over. I actually bet him last week, and he finished tied for fifty first. So that tells you how he's playing right now. Way to dodge that answer, Graham McDowell. All right, back into the sevens. Aaron Rye, there it is. Yeah, I have got an absolute play of the year. The winning play. So just on Aaron Rye, his, he is pretty consistent gaining on approach. I mean, if you look back, he's, he rarely has these really awful uh, weeks, and he was pretty awful last week. Um, so I'm expecting that to regress back. And um, he's, his sand saves are good. He, um, he keeps it in the fairway. He's punt, uh, excuse me, bent grass greens are his best putting service. So I, uh, yeah, I like Rye. And I expect him, what are we, I don't know what people projected for ownership. I don't think it's going to be very high. I mean, no, I mean, he's been pretty bad the last few weeks. Uh, like that concerns me, but this is absolutely a perfect Aaron Rye course. You give him a short course, par 70, kind of, you have to hit wedges and scramble. It, it, it should be a perfect golf course for him. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and not in especially considering that he's this the same price right there as pan that you know i'm not going i'm not playing any pan i'll be i will be None. xing him Zero. out so um yeah so then it gives me a little bit more leeway on a play kind of like a fringe play like that well it's not only do i like rye but he's also a pivot mm-hmm. 
I think that makes sense. The other, I'll call it a Euro guy, uh, who I think this is a perfect golf course for is, is going to be David Lipsky. Um, also like Rye, he will excel on short, narrow golf courses where you need to scramble and just hit really good irons. And he's surprisingly been pretty good this year. He's made a lot of cuts. He's made a lot of birdies. Um, he's scoring a lot more than I would have expected him to. So I think if you're looking at kind of low owned, I'll call them Euro guys. Uh, I like Ryan Lipsky quite a bit. Danny may, I interject, may I interject? This is where the discussion about chalk, my definition, Ryan's definition will come into play. David Lipsky is chalk, Ryan. Is he? I haven't looked at anything. Yeah. What's the number? Eight. Well, okay. So <laughs> it's over ten. <laughs> okay, you know, I you guys know I'm a subscription whore. Everyone is pointing out Lipsky, and mm. you're, you're looking at the projected ownership, and he's the highest of anyone within 200 of them. So it's a Jason. Yeah. Right. Sobel, I'm going Jason to edit Sobel this conviction play. I'm going to edit this to Matthias Schwab. How's that? that no, better? I would agree with you there. People are going to play Matthias Schwab. I'll just play Schwab over Lipsky. I'm going to play Grayson Sig instead. Uh, Danny Will at Grayson Sig. Done. Yeah, Matt Wallace. I, I think there's a lot here. Um, I don't think the upper sevens beyond Rye has has much to offer. Uh, I, I, really I, don't have a lot there. I don't have anything from... Well, let's see. I get, I've been having good luck with Spawn, even though he was my nemesis for years. So I will have go back to Spawn. Yeah. Um, but from Rye, other than Spawn, I don't see much... Until I get down into the low sevens. And guess who it is? Adam Svensson. No. <laughs> fucking chalk. Chalk. You want no. chalk? You can't play 10%. No, it's my, bo- 12, it's Ch- it's my boy Chase Seifert. No. Yeah. No, yeah, you Svensson. Go talk about Svensson. You, you, no, I'm on. not going to talk about it. Everyone's, everyone knows that Svensson's a play. And I. it's almost, he's almost so... So much a play that you can't play him. I don't know what to do with Labiota's a play. Oh, there's our boy. And I don't understand why Gim is getting love, but on um, he's he's got a cult following. He's that Doug Gim. Yeah, he does. So who are why. the so who are the low like who are the non chalky guys that we like here? Someone. I'll tell I you mean, who it is. You want the play I, of the well, week? I already said Seifert. We're going mm. back to Sneds, obviously. It's Wyndham fucking Clark. I was going to tell you, Wyndham Clark makes a lot of sense here. He's great uh, around the greens. I think yeah. he qualified for the Open yesterday too. Yes, and he he has been. You know, he used to be only could only ever even sniff a cut on a bomb and gouge course, but yeah. he's 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 had some results on courses. Yes. But he's got zero upside. Like you're looking for a T forty six from Wyndham Clark. Like, but that's the only re- but the no only upside. reason you're playing Wyndham Clark is because you played Rory Connors. Well, you that's where you, you know. Right. That's right. Maybe exactly. that's a better option down at sixty three hundred. I don't know. We'll get there. Wyndham Clark uh, is a is a Rory Cam build, which may be the build because yeah. everyone's playing Rory nine k. The, so, the low. Oh, can't wait. We're gonna spend a whole. We're gonna spend a whole hour talking about the plays in the sixes. It's my wet dream. Okay. Well, yeah. let's let's uh, let's massage this dream out there, Bubby. <laughs> Am I gonna do uh, what is it? Baby yoga pose. Yes, <laughs> like, like um, yes, Ryan Watson, Ryan's getting, QB. I've got mas- some get some massage between his. Yeah, the details there were just balls. so good. <laughs> I've got some dirty, dirty plays down here, but you go ahead, Josh, because this is your territory. All right. All right, fine. So my so my Deshaun Watson massage special of the week play <laughs> is, and and everyone has pointed him out. 
Who? Well, actually, I'm going to let Ryan take it because I never even heard about this guy until Ryan said it. So I oh, no, no. no. Here we go. No, that's not You're going fair. right to Chris Goddard up already? You you can go to it because oh, – This is great. Right. I mean, he's, he's, he's good. Who is he? He's a great player. He is a, a fifth-year senior at Oklahoma now. He was oh, at uh, Rutgers. He should have won the NCAA title, but he missed a four-footer on 17 and then another one on 18 and missed a playoff by one. Just qualified for the U.S. Open. He was medalist at his uh, at his sectional. I think it was in Maryland or something like that. He's just really good. Um, he had a top ten finish in his only PGA Tour start this year at Puerto Rico. And goddamn, he's sixty three hundred. Um, if you want to stack studs, even three from like ninety five hundred and up, play Chris Goddard for sixty three hundred and go from there. Yeah, and. A lot of people have pointed him out, but I don't care because I don't care if every single person says play him. Yeah, he won't get ownership because I mean, no one I, knows this, who he is. I, this is the first time I've ever heard of him. I mean, I but yeah. so I'm not worried about him getting too much. Although I still, he will probably still, under my definition of chalk, still be somewhat chalky because everyone around him will be zero percent owned. But I still don't imagine him getting. Uh, I don't think he'll get over two. Do you? Yeah. Do you, Do you have to have a certain threshold he'll, for your for him to be a chalk in a range? Like if it's zero point eight to zero point five and zero point four is zero point eight chalk? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. all right. Yeah. Like, because I like here's who I like. Here's my chalk in the six five range. <laughs> it's Cam Percy. Anyone? Oof. Ben Martin? No. No. Nothing. No. No. Keep going. There you go. Those are free picks. All right. Scott, good, Scott just good Skooski. <laughs> You're not Scott, even the first person who's good, mentioned him good, this week, and I, I don't. Uh. Yes, that's. Good um, Skooski. Um, yeah. Um, that's, one, that's one of my plays. The play that I hate, but I can't not do it, is Danny Lee. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Also qualified um, for the open yesterday. Playing well. What, uh, what else in the sixes did I have here? I had a I had a few here. Um gutter up Lee Gaschewski. Fuck. Maybe not as many as you thought. Um uh, no. So Callum Terran. Yeah, but this is not a good course for him. I mean, he's just got a he just can't putt, so it could be a good course for him. But I don't you know. know. I thought he's he's isn't he just long and wild? He is long and wild, but he's done it on a lot of different courses, so I don't know. He just makes sense. He has made three cuts in a row. He also qualified for the open yesterday. Um so that's an that's an kind of interesting one. Old guys who have a good short game, we've obviously seen that work here. I think who what I think it was Saul who was playing Jonathan Bird a couple of months ago. Uh, He's made a bunch of cuts and just has an elite short game, great wedge player. I feel like he can make a cut in this field for 6,600. I think you have to be very desperate to play Jonathan Bird, but uh, yeah. How about Flava Flav? Sure. Yeah, love him. Yeah, Um, he has been able to make some cuts. What? Who? Patrick Patrick, Flavin. Patrick Flava Flavin? Mm. How do you sound like Roger Sloan? Yeah, is he Canadian? He is Canadian. I don't know if he's Canadian. No, I think uh, I think his mother was born there. I feel like he's Canadian, but but he moved. He moved Um, at a young age. All right, who's our winner, Ryan? 
I mean, I kind of have to say Tiro Hatton, don't, <laughs> don't I? You don't have to, but you just did. Hatton, 33 to 1. That's Ship it. Great. Joshua. All right, I'll go. Uh, Cameron Smith. All right. I guess I will go and I will say Rory. That's fine. It would be very Rory to win this week. Yeah. It, it would, I mean, longest ever defending champion of a tournament. Look at that. I mean, do you see him winning on a 6,000 yard course? I don't know. Six thousand um, yards. So basically, six thousand yards. Yeah. Maybe I like I like this week a little more now. Now that we've talked. Yeah. Yeah. Rory's a good play. The biggest the biggest shock miss cut will be CT Pan. God, I or, hope so. And Tikala. And t- <laughs> Tigala or Tony Fino. Yeah. I mean, you guys gave me a lot of homework to do here on. Uh, on one Brendan Todd at eighty two hundred, I I could be way off there. Or you guys are two of the biggest idiots no. on the planet right now. No, no Brent, it's Brendan. They Todd's could both season. be. Yeah, but those are not mutually exclusive statements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could both be true, Ryan. I guess so. Love you, boys. See ya. All right, later. No, you say I love you back. Bye bye. All right, that's it for this week. I'm kind of excited for the Canadian Open. Canada going to go head to head first with the live tour and succeed. Yeah. Leave it to Canada. We'll fight you. Let's go. Cam Smith, Rory. Why not? Wyndham Clark week. Sure. Until the U S open, we're going to have Josh circling the drain here live, live for the U S open.
Thank you. 